meeting is being recorded. <laughs> it's funny because you are absolutely correct. Uh, hello, Christy. Hello, Brooke. Hello. Hello. Smaller crew today because Rosalie and Chris are at a trade show. Um, and the reason I said you were absolutely correct, I was like, why do they start off saying like this is being recorded? And Christy, you are you are definitely correct. It all makes sense. It's just so it's out there. Legalities. Yes. Um, all right. We'll see where this goes. Last topics today. So. Hmm. Okay. We'll start off. What do you guys think? I don't think worse is interesting. I have his best and worst interview questions. Like, what do you think are some like, like, I guess what are like some formulaic interview questions? You can go either route that are just like, yeah, like get asked, but don't actually like let some truth come through um, or more clarity come through. And then what are some maybe more scrappy, interesting interview questions? Um, yeah. Any, and I'll, I'll chime in as well. Any, any thoughts, Christy, who was unmuted? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't like the ones where they ask you to like name your worst and your best qualities. I personally hate those. Um, cause I, who's really, it, it, when you craft your worst qualities, you craft your, them to sound really good. I'm a, my worst quality is I just work too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's and and those, you know, then I have a hard time stopping work to spend time at home or whatever that type of answer, which is, again, I think people think about those beforehand and plan. Like, how do I sound great while saying I have a bad quality? Yeah. I've kind of gotten bored is not the fright word, but like, eh, it's not that interesting. So maybe it is bored when I'm like, like talk me through your work history. It almost like, I feel like I should ask that. I'm kind of over it. Cause it's just like it, sometimes it may be interesting, but I think often it's just like, what do you, if they're currently working, like, what are you up to now? Like what hits a spot? What would you be fired up to do next? That's how I usually lead. And it's, and I, I'm going to now lead off, leave off. Like, tell me your whole history. Cause I'm like, I'm like right into it. I'm like, and eh, this is kind of boring, even though I set them up for this. It doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. And that, Brooke, what do you think? I was going to say, I think history is kind of an interesting question. Um, kind of get their feel and their experience and tie it into how it's going to apply. Um, but I do think it's, it's better to ask um, questions that apply more to the position rather than those broad questions about, you know, tell me. Um, your top three, I don't know. I feel like it's just more like explaining the position and seeing how they kind of correlate to that and if they have what it takes. Yeah, totally. And I think as far as like previous positions, it's just, it should be, maybe it's on the interviewer to like ask them to tie it in. Cause when it's just, I did this and then I went there, it's just like, yeah. Like then ask, it's not- you can ask someone, what 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 job have you had or what position what's your favorite thing you've done in the past sometimes it's not even a position itself it's a particular facet of a job they had that was their really sparked an interest for them i think that's kind of an interesting way to ask it totally yeah and then i also just am trying to find different angles because right like if you 
and I've learned this with recruiters, fight like a recruiter who might ask more general questions, not always, but sometimes like, so do you like to hunt? Like, and prospect, like any, and cult, like any salesperson is gonna be like, yes. Like a salesperson for big CPG might think they're three outbounds a day is like, yes, of course. Like, and so for me, it's like, that's the most important thing in our world. So it's like honing, how do you angle that question of like, do you really like to hunt and get after it? Because any salesperson, once again, is going to say, yeah. So for me, it's like trying to figure it out. And I tried a couple, yeah. What do you, it, so it's like, what are the ways to ask that question to get a real answer? And for me, it's asking about prospecting and like, okay, you like to hunt and prospect. How do you, how do you find, you have a day in front of the laptop. How are you finding out who to reach out to, who the contact information, talk me through the process. I think it's also interesting to like ask for an example that they've done in the past, like the craziest way they've gotten in contact with someone when they least expected it, inspect, expected it to. Um, or like the, cre- the, the, the biggest sale they've ever made that was, you know, like through cold prospecting. I think that's always a fascinating thing because then they can, and then if they, and then you ask like, how did they do it? Right. Kind of like you were saying, Brooke, like route to getting it done. I, I think that's great. And I've never asked that. And I'm going to ask that um, from now on. Because um, if someone is a, if someone's a true, I mean, if they've like truly been in sales and had to do cold stuff, they'll have a favorite, right? Like I, I have a favorite retailer that I captured through some very unorthodox methods. Yeah, I think that's great. And asking that uh, direct question, which they may not be prepared for, like anyone, like, right? If someone asked me, hey, who are, like who are your five best contacts right now? I'd be like, oh, well, there's so many. This, X, Y, blah, blah, blah. And like, it'd be a direct question. Mm-hmm. And if I if I didn't have, like I've asked people direct questions for, and you can see they're like, oh, they're going deep into the memory here. You're like, you, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that that's good. I also, um, I also, you know, sales is so much about, in our world, because it's less account management, is about thoughtfulness. So I think that question, like, and Chrissy, I forget when I was interviewing you, you had a really good example of thoughtfulness. I don't remember what it was, but it was something really creative. I don't know if it was a handwritten card or something you did for someone. But anyway, like when someone does that, like, you're like, oh, it okay. was. I sent a lot of handwritten notes. That, yeah, <laughs> um, that, that's awesome. I, I just, I think, and I interviewed, um, someone who shared that they uh, uh, sent a plant and were like, let's let's grow together or a sneaker and was like, please let me in the door. <laughs> like, and it's just like, right. And even if they completely failed, it's like, oh, you're you're thoughtful and you think outside the box because it's like the in the box does not work. It's it's sales in our world. There's many different sales world in our world is about fierce, thorough thoughtful, creative individuals. That's what gets it done. Mm-hmm. So to, yeah, so to give the stage and the questions um, to see if that's there is great. Um, and then I'm hesitant to talk about it because I do like when, I think it's interesting for everyone, potential candidates to listen to, to podcasts, but um, you know, what do you guys think? <laughs> Once again, hesitant to talk about, but we'll just go there. Uh, for 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 follow up game, what do you think is uh, acceptable, not acceptable timeline 
What do you guys think? So my roommate's a recruiter, so I kind of got a better feel of how she treats candidates. Um, I think that if you give someone a clear outline of the next steps and make it clear of like what, okay, you're going to be interviewed by this person and then this is going to happen then this is going to happen. I feel like you need like a clear outline because the interview process is so confusing and you don't know the right path. I think you should always send a follow-up regardless um, within 24 hours. I don't think it needs to be the same day. I do think it needs to be within 24 hours. Um, but I, I feel like it's just, it's confusing in general. So it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Totally. It's very interesting. We're going to do three quick podcasts, like two minute podcasts after this. So this gets buried, but it's just too, it's interesting to talk about. I mean, please go for it. I think that there is like follow up emails are really important. The timing of them. I think there's a wider stance than maybe you you personally might think or you like, you know, because I think there's that line for some people too, you're writing that like you don't want to seem too eager, like you're hoping to mm-hmm. negotiate a higher salary or something out of this position and therefore you don't want to send your email within the first eight hours. You want to send yours the next day. Again, I, you know, that piece is interesting. I think within 24 hours is acceptable. Um, if it was, if you interviewed someone on a Friday and they were to send one on a Monday, that to me would be, you know, a fair range of time. You know, I, I like Brooks said, I think it can be confusing if there's multi steps or multi people involved about like maybe who you, who do you email, right? Who do you, but I, it's tough because overall, if you really want something, even if you think you, you're not sure who you should email, you will, right? Yep, especially, you know, this is like, this is what we do in sales is like follow up into like somewhat muddy waters trying to push it forward. So, yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, you're selling yourself. I think if people are interviewing for other types of jobs, they obviously know they're selling themselves, but that's not their skill set, right? If you're coming in applying for a sales position, you should be selling yourself in every call you take and all these steps along the way yeah, as though you're yeah. like for us a product. A hundred percent. I appreciate, once again, we are burying this podcast quickly, but <laughs> I appreciate when someone's is ass, right? Which is about half, half time. Great. Like actually it's not half time. It's probably a third of the time. It, you know, it's asking what the next steps are. Um, you know, cause that, that's what you should be doing at the end of a sales call. And this is like the ultimate sales call. So it's very, um, it's, it's, it's very, it's very interesting. Uh, it's also, it's amazing. I don't I want to sound humble here. It's just amazing for me now that I've interviewed a hundred plus people, 75 plus people. Like it's amazing that like, 15 seconds in, you you kind of, you know, it's actually incredible. Literally 15 seconds in, I'm like, nah, maybe a minute in, I'm, I'm like, oh, how long until I can respectfully get off? And then sometimes people just have that spark and you're just like, ooh, this is interesting. And I know if I'm convincing myself in the middle of an interview that I'm excited, that I'm, that I'm not excited. So it's, it's, a very in, it's a very interesting process. Um, Especially virtually interviewing you know, versus that to me, like when I interviewed to work for Rooted, I had never interviewed virtually before. Mm. I had, I had Mm -hmm. interviewed people, tons of people virtually, but never myself. And it was 
it was very interesting because similar to like in-person visits versus virtual meetings, you lose that ability to kind of magnetize someone with your personality, with your presence. Yep. And you have like a very short amount of time to build that quick connection. Yeah. It, it, it's not ideal. That That's for sure. It's, you know, but I guess in a way it's because it's on par with how or relative to how we sell now, like we sell virtually more and more. So it's interesting to see how someone handles themselves virtually, but it's, it, it's not ideal. That's for sure. Um, I feel like that's, I feel like that's juicy enough. Um, is there anything else more? Now you're going to get some good, good people, Matt. Now they know your interview secret. People being like ready for the, <laughs> like, this is my greatest win ever. And let me outline the 17 reasons why. You know, um, it's, to be fair, it's almost like it's a nugget for the people who do go and listen to it. Cause I don't know that everybody would, you'd have to make sure you'd like circled through enough posts to see that there was one. So if you've I, I, done all that work, here's your reward. A hundred percent. Because I, I like to, if I'm excited about the individual, uh, not all the time, but when I remember, which is the majority, I like to plant the seed. Like when I'm talking about culture and the team that like, yeah, we have a team podcast. We're just geeking out on, on, uh, on different sales topics. Like if I heard that and was interested in the job, not only to like further my chances and to educate myself, but I want to be like, who are these people? What's their vibe? So like, and I, I love it when someone mentions it and, and there's brands who mention it as well, which is, which is great. Like why, why not? So, um, yeah, I, I agree. listened to you guys to figure out who you were, right? And you're sure you guys weren't crazy people. That's yeah. We, as you <laughs> should. And it's crazy to think, I mean, we're three here for this podcast, but it's crazy, Brooke, just me, you and, Chris back in the day geeking out, but, um, yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's, I, I actually agree with the nugget. Cause if, if, if they're going to be thorough and investigate as they should, if I mention it, uh, who, like who wouldn't listen, who wouldn't be interested. So, um, all right, cool. Well, that was short, sweet and good. Thank you guys.